Today, Mark. What do you got? I'm going to tell you the mournful tale of a young royal who Uh, tragically died at the age of 13 and was more or less never spoken of again. No reason. No reason at all. (laughs) But let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. No reason. Absolutely. Just out of nowhere. My favorite type of royal is one that dies young and is never heard of again. (laughs) Well, you're in luck then. So let's hear it. Let's talk about it. A black mark on the royal bloodline. No one seemed to quite know what to do with. Today, we are recovering the story of Prince John of the United Kingdom, the Lost Mm. Prince. Oh, nice. So, our man Little John was born to King George V and Queen Mary in 1905 the youngest of their six children, and the fifth boy in the family. And if you're like me, and you have a real hard time keeping track of royals, that means that young John would have been Queen Elizabeth II's uncle. That would make him your wife's great uncle, I believe, Mark. Yeah, got you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> dialed in. Yeah, you're with, you're with me. <laughs> uh, so, Uncle John there was a little rapscallion out the gate. He loved a prank, like putting glue on door handles, presumably Fucking to royals, thwart man. would-be cat bu- burglars. Yeah. Uh, and apparently once referred to his father, the king, as the ugly old man. And oh. honestly, King George shit. deserved it. <laughs> George V was quoted as saying, I was frightened of my father, and I am going to make damn sure my children are frightened of me. Yes, that's parenting. Yeah, just like very chill, not at all abusive vibes. Rule with an iron fist. Spare the rod, Corrigan. Spoil Mm, the child. That's what they say. Something I maintain. (laughs) And on top of that, both George and Mary were not what you would call affectionate. No. They kept their emotions pretty guarded. Mm. Aside from anger, of course. Mm. George was known for having an absolutely explosive temper and an intimidating presence that lingered even when he wasn't around. Which was a lot. He was not around a lot. Mm. The children of George and Mary were tended to by a bevy of servants and governesses and such, and saw their mother for only an hour each day. Wow. Yeah. Their father, they saw even less. And that honestly doesn't sound like a huge loss. According to Edward VIII's biographer, Philip Ziegler... Mm. Quote, he was constantly setting ridiculous standards in regards to dress and behavior. (laughs) Such as? (laughs) It's actually a good question. Um, He didn't mean to be cruel, but it offended him if in any way they stepped below what he felt to be the immutable, essential standards for members of the royal family, above all for future kings. Absolutely fucking love this. And you've given me an idea. Just out of nowhere, I'm going to (laughs) start setting ridiculous standards of dress for my family. Oh, I love that idea. (laughs) Please keep us posted. Yes, I shall. I shall. What you demand your children leave the house in. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, considering George said that he wanted his kids to be afraid of him, I don't know that this idea that he didn't mean to be cruel really holds much water. Like something somebody cruel would do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And from all accounts, he was an outright bully to his kids. Mm. And Prince Edward referred to his childhood as wretched, which is always great. (laughs) Something fun to look back on. Yeah. Um, But his little brother, John, refused to be intimidated by his father. He wasn't afraid to talk back to him and basically be a little shit. 
Maybe it's something about that spare life that Prince Harry has talked so much about. Uh, but if if your if your if your intent here is to get me to feel empathy or sorrow for a royal, it you <laughs> this is not the tree to I bark had, up. I had no such Honey. intention. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling a story. How Jog you on, as we process say. that story <laughs> is up to you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's all. Uh, but yeah, so um, John, from a very young age, was fully there to fuck shit up. Uh, yeah. And to his other more obedient siblings' chagrin, weirdly, the king was pretty permissive about it. Again, John was the fifth boy, so I would imagine the knowledge that his kid was never getting anywhere near the throne gave him yeah, a lot of yeah, leeway yeah, from yeah, a father yeah. who, yeah, yeah, seemed primarily concerned with raising perfect royals. Yeah. But... In 1909, at the age of four, John went from being a healthy and playful kid to having regular seizures. He was described as winsome and painfully slow, and he was soon diagnosed with epilepsy. Winsome. (laughs) Winsome. (laughs) Is that like, oh, oh, alas, I am for I am winsome. That's that's what winsome means. I don't know. Okay. That's that's what it is in my head. I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> Alas, I am winsome. Pretty nursemaid, for I am winsome. <laughs> that. Um, so he, are you Googling it? Are you looking up what it means? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. All right. So he also began um, manifesting symptoms of what we'd now recognize most likely as autism. Mm. So epileptic and autistic. As you can imagine, this meant not only poor health, but learning issues as well. And essentially, the royal family decided it would be a waste of time to bother formally educating this kid. So while his siblings went off to their various boarding schools and the military, and his parents were off doing important duties with the First World War and all that. (laughs) Where did they send slow John? (laughs) He spent most of his time at home. (laughs) Looking out the window in a winsome fashion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, he he stayed at, um, at Sandringham, which is where he and his siblings were raised, um, and basically hung out with the staff there, as well as, like, their children and some of the kids who lived nearby. Um, those who have written about him are pretty quick to make it known that he wasn't just, like, sitting by himself dejected all day, um, yep. but seemed to actually keep pretty good company and be well taken care of, if not by his own parents or siblings. And the British Epileptic Association has weighed in on this and said, quote, there was nothing unusual in what the king and queen did. At that time, people with epilepsy were put apart from the rest of the community. They were often put in epilepsy colonies or mental institutions. It was epilepsy thought to be colonies. Colonies. Yeah. Oh, like that's lepers. fucked up. That's horrible. Yeah. It was thought to be a form of mental illness. And that is probably a story for another Joag, by the way, because I can't yeah, imagine yeah. the places they put those non-royal epileptic kids were a barrel of laughs. No, no, no. Yeah, so Prince John was definitely getting off pretty easy with no no one excessively disciplining him or forcing him to do well in school or any of that kind of stuff that, like, kids would normally face in that situation. Mm, just kind of cast asunder, really. Just Right, yeah. Just kind of like, yeah. hey, you go hang out. Go play with the local <laughs> kids. Like, yes. bother your governesses and, you know, glue some doors. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> so, <clears throat> while John didn't attend his father's coronation due to his poor health, 
He was seen in public with his family fairly regularly and even kept in the line of succession for a time. But his appearances became more and more infrequent as he got older until at age 11, he more or less disappeared from public view altogether. Mm. And no royal portraits of him were made after 1913. Well, I've never, ever heard of this little guy. Yeah, and you'll find why that is. By mm. 1916, his seizures had become so severe that his family just dismissed his tutors and sent him to live with his beloved governess, a woman named Charlotte Bill, whom the family affectionately called Lala. And she basically, I guess, lived on like a secluded corner of Sandringham. So it the wasn't estate. like... yes. Yeah, yes. And they didn't send him away to like some other faraway place. It was just like... He's out back somewhere. Yeah. Um, Lala wrote that his seizures were so severe and frequent that they just decided to keep him away from his siblings because it was simply too upsetting for them to see him going through this. He spent Christmas of 1918 with his family, then returned to Lala's home where he would die from a major seizure in his sleep a few weeks later on January 18th, 1919. Mm-hmm. Lala wrote that his death was a shock, of course, but, quote, for the poor little boy's restless soul, death came as a great relief. His brother Edward apparently felt the same way, although he was less delicate about it, shall we say. Mm. You want to open up that email that I sent oh, to you? Oh, yes, yes, please. Yeah. This is from uh, John's brother Edward, I gather. Is, is that correct? Yes, this was an unearthed, formerly lost letter which he had written okay. to his mistress, uh, okay. I believe, uh, well, I mean, it would have been in 1918. Um, I think he was in the military at the time and he wrote this letter. So what did he have to say about the death of his brother? Who is this letter written to, firstly? It's has some his context. mistress. His mistress. Ah, right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, of course, my little brother's death plunges me into mourning. Don't think me very cold-hearted, sweetheart, but I've told you all about that little brother, darling, and how he was an epileptic and might have gone west any day. Two exclamation marks. <laughs> He's been practically shut up for the last two years, anyhow. No one has even seen him except the family, and then only once or twice a year, and his death is the greatest relief imaginable, or what we've always silently prayed for. Somehow, I don't think this mourning will last very long, as I think the funeral was today. It looks to me as if a little was being made of it all as possible. No one would be more cut up if any of the other three brothers were to die than I should be, but this poor boy had become more of an animal than anything else, and was only a brother in the flesh, and nothing else. What a prick. Yeah. Harsh as fuck. Son uh, of a bitch. You just... <laughs> oh, fuck me. He was epileptic, that's all. Right? And <laughs> winsome. An animal? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, come on. He mm. even referred to Prince John's death as, quote, little more than a regrettable nuisance. And <laughs> apparently wrote See, a... scum, aren't they? Yeah, and he apparently wrote a letter so distasteful to his mother about John and his yeah. death that while she never addressed it, he was forced to apologize for it because it was just, like, so fucking insanely cruel. Uh, so yeah, giant dick bag, that guy. Mm. Uh, any it, news the, on where he might have been interred? Uh, yes, but I can't remember where it was and I don't okay. have the tab open anymore. I, okay. I almost wrote it down and I was like, doesn't matter. I, <laughs> um, no, I, I feel, I feel it's time. It's time his story was told. 
Well, so what happened was the Daily mm-hmm. Mirror ran his obituary on the 20th of January on 1919. In 1919. <laughs> and it was the first time that his epilepsy was mentioned publicly. Yeah. And basically one of the last times as well, because the royals did not want like that in their bloodline, basically, for people to know that that kind of thing was was going on. Mm-hmm. And he was so effectively wiped from the royal family's record that his existence was a bit of the, a shock to the public when a photo album once belonging to the Duke of Windsor was found in 1998 that contained photos of the boy. People oh, wow. had no idea he existed until, what, 80 years, 70 Later, years yeah. after he yeah, yeah, yeah. died? Like, yeah. they just completely were like, anyway, moving on, and <laughs> pretended he straight up didn't exist. See, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are other examples of this as well. I'm sure there are right. other examples of kind of minor royals being disappeared. Yeah, and like if you don't find a random photo album of them in Paris, and someone goes, yeah. "Hey, who's that?" I mean, it's eugenicsy too, obviously. It is Just very this, much like, so. Yes, yes. They want to present the idea that they have this like perfect bloodline because obviously God ordained them to rule and all of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And so, like when that doesn't work they're just like okay bye (laughs) you don't exist anymore (laughs) yeah so today we uh we bring back little no reason at all all, but yes john remembering prince john of the united kingdom giving him what's due (laughs) just a cursory (laughs) remembrance (laughs) of his life 14 minute discussion (laughs) bye-bye john simple wistful john Winsome. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise en scène. I don't think anyone has ever said mise en scène in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Once again, separated by geography. Once again, Mm. parted by oceans. Once again, on opposite ends of this fucking spinning bowl of space clay. Corey and I come to you. Rent asunder once more. You're making me sad. Sorry. (laughs) But I'm just speaking facts, you know. Whereas once, once we were together, breathed the same air, now... Connected only by internets and <laughs> I was sitting here like, like will he attempt to explain the internet? I was like really waiting, Inter- like, go on. What internet do you think it's made of? What's connecting of us? That nature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, happening. real talk, it 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 is unusual having you back home. I know. I had, I had kind of adjusted. I'm excited to have like normal Joag, of course, because I, mm. I love our format and our show and all that kind of yes, stuff. But, yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, it is nice to have normal Joag again. Yes. Uh, but I do, you know, I miss you and I miss being with our friends and, you know, yes. all of that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And as has been like custom my entire life, like as when I've had like a wonderful time and things like that and everything is great. You know, mm. my last my last night in England, you know, I went and I hung out with you and your wife and your mm-hmm. brother and your mm-hmm. sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And we had a blast. We did. Uh, I 
the next day, you know, Dell and Al took me to what was supposed to be the bus stop. According to Google, it was not the bus stop. Um, and I was not the only one who was, uh, hosed oh, really? by this. No, that was how I figured it out in the first place is that someone came like, like panicked, like, does anyone know where the Sandhills stop is? <laughs> Cause this is what comes up for oh, it. Shit. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait, does that mean this is not it? And then I like looked at the thing and I was like, yeah, it doesn't have, you know, it has like the arrival times of all the buses coming through. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing for the bus that's supposed to be coming through here. Um, and, you know, yeah, so <laughs> there was like, there's nothing. I've looked everywhere. I've looked on their website. I have looked all over Google, all that. There is no, <laughs> there's no stop called Sandhills. I don't know mm. what it refers to. There is a big street called Sandhills. Mm. So maybe if you like go to any stop there, I don't know. Um, but regardless, it was not the right place. So I was like panicking. Um, and then... Alan Dell had said that they take this bus that comes like every half hour yep. to that that takes them into London. They were like, oh, yeah, we come from Wales. We park in this park and ride and we take this bus. And so one pulled up as I was like standing there like, Bleh, and I like just jumped on. And I was like, I'm going to buy a ticket right now. And the guy was like, oh, the machine's not working anyway. That's fine. I was like, OK. <laughs> and so I'm like, OK, well, this goes to the Victoria coach station in London. And I was like, OK, well, that's like really that's far from it is. the... That's, yeah, um, that's, that's not where you wanted to be. No, it's very far, but I was like, okay. But from there, I can, like, very last minute get to the my flight or whatever. It'll be a rush, but fine. Um, and then I thought that it was, like, a straight shot, though, but there were stops. And I was like, oh, okay. Knowing the geography of this place a little bit, I was like, I am closer to the airport, like, from here than I would be in the city center. So then I was like, I looked up what the stops are and I found what the next place would be. It was like another 20 minutes or whatever. And I was like, from there, I can take either like a 50 minute bus or a 20 minute Uber. But where where you excel, right? I'm going to use a word to describe you here mm, Okay. Uh, that I don't think I've ever used to describe you before. You are intrepid. Intrepid? Aren't you? You're... I like that. You're a little bit Dora the Explorer. You're a little bit Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, and you are intrepid. So, you I know, curveballs like that. You you know to look on your little little phone right. and to work it out and to get through it because you're intrepid. The intrepid Corian. I like that a lot. And I am Good. going to keep that with me. Good. Yes. Thank you. And yeah, that's what I, I did. So I figured out that I was like, okay, the next one was like Hillingdon or something like that. And mm -hmm. I got off and mm. I took an Uber from there, uh, got to the airport and I was like, oh, thank God. So like got through security. It was fine. I go to my gate, which of course, like the like terminal that I'm in is one of those ones that it's like, it gives you the signs as soon as you start. That's like, it's a 15 minute walk away. FYI. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, but I'm going to get to my gate. I will eat. I will have like a big glass of wine, whatever, when I get there and I get up there and there's like no restaurants. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not walking 15 minutes back <laughs> to where there were restaurants. Um, there is one uh, Cafe Nero. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a toasty. And then I realized they had wine. And so I got like a little bottle of wine and, you know, sat there and was like, oh, breathe. Get on the plane. Oh, mm. as I'm getting on the plane, this is fun. Someone arrives kind of like late as we're boarding, right? Um, we boarded pretty early. It was like... 
they were like, let's just get this thing going, which I love. I'm like, great, we're going to get moving. We'll take off early. Everything's going to be great. Full flight. Guy walks up kind of late. I look over. I'm like, that's Rufus fucking Wainwright. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I was <laughs> like, I think that's Rufus Wainwright. And then it was like, I was like, he, they kind of let him board a little separately or whatever. So I was like, yeah, if he's like special enough for that, I'm pretty sure I'm right here. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. I like get on. I kind of walk past him. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely Rufus Wainwright. Um, they, we end up sitting on the tarmac for 90 minutes um, because we're just like bajillionth in line to leave. Um, and so I'm like, well, this sucks. And I'm sitting next to the most annoying human being on the planet who like cannot not be on the phone. So it's like she keeps calling people. And every time the person has to go, she's like, OK. And she just calls someone else. That's like a super annoying voice. Cuts through my headphones, my noise canceling headphones with music on. Just no drowning her out at all. We finally take off. Go through this whole flight. We land. And then they're like, so we don't have a gate. And the moment we land, this woman gets straight back on the phone again and starts calling we spend another 90 minutes on the tarmac in nork and i'm like fuck me like I, I hate this so much finally get out the like global entry is a disaster um because there's only one person working nobody's giving instructions that takes yeah. forever get to baggage claim i see rufus wainwright i'm like are you rufus wainwright he's like i am i was like i like your stuff <laughs> and he was like, thank you, thank you so much. I was like, nice, yeah. nice, nice. So I walked down the aisle or left. Is that the tone that you took to with him as well? Song. Like, yeah. You're Rufus Wainwright, you scam. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I didn't want to like bug him or whatever. So I was just kind of like, you Rufus Wainwright? Yeah, I, I like your stuff. You know? oh, <laughs> he was nice, like, thank you nice. so much. And then I just walked away. Yeah, um, I was like, he's been on that nightmare flight as well. So mm. like, I'm sure he's not in a great mood right now. Uh, but he was very kind. Um, and so. You know, after all of that, I get home and, you know, I'm like, Keo, make me a drink. He goes and he makes me a drink. He comes back upstairs and I'm like sitting on the bed and he looks up and he goes, oh. And I look up and I go, oh. And we have this drop ceiling that my grandfather put in in the like 70s. Um, and it's just sagging in the middle. And we're like, that's not that's not great. Um, <laughs> so we like kind of clear out of there and then Keo like pokes at it and it's just like, it's just collapsed underneath like the drywall that was like on the ceiling above that's been just like sitting there all his age, like came off and fell and like collapsed the drop ceiling. And you'd been back how long at this point? Five, 10 minutes. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's cool. So, Keo takes like a bunch of the panels out and all that kind of stuff enough that it's like, this is not going to fall on me in the night, but we're like, it's still kind of sagging over my side of the bed and he hasn't gotten to take all of them out yet. So I sleep in the other room. That's the best. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and I look at like Facebook and I see on one of the local Montclair groups that they're like, Hey, um, check your basements because the rain last night flooded everything. And I go downstairs <laughs> And once again, the basement has flooded. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. This is really neat. Um, so I immediately, this time, go and I get all our little portable sump pump things. Start going out in the rain, grabbing hoses, hooking them up, just like draining everything out. 
getting mm. all the fans, getting everything, you know, off the ground uh, that needed to be off the ground. Thankfully, we don't keep a ton on the ground. My mom and my husband haven't completely learned their lesson from Ida, so there were some things still. I I did kind of wonder, been. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's not the time nor the place, to, <laughs> you know, yeah. to flood splain. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like I went into like Keo's office. Flood and, me like, once, shame on me. Yeah, he had like no, that's not you know, how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> he had all of these like collectors' uh, war on drugs records. Oh, no. That were like in a. You say box. had. Yeah, they were in a box Ugh. on the ground, a cardboard box, just soaking it all up and things like that. Like, you know, um, yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff like that that was on the floor that I picked up and tried to, you know, save as best I could. But yeah, mm. so it was just like, <laughs> like all of this stuff. And this has always happened to me every time I do something and I'm having like a great time when I come home. Like everything explodes. Like ever since and you're I was fighting like a through teenager. that. <laughs> you're fighting through that with epic jet lag and fucking tiredness and right, all that nonsense. exactly. Yeah, so good. I'm just like exhausted and trying Love it, to, you know. And my mom was being a di- giant dick throughout all of this as well. And you can't just... say that about your mother. <laughs> no, I can. This was part of the argument: is can I say this about my mother or not? I'm like, yes, when you're being a dick, I can say that. Um, and uh yeah so that was not helping so I was just like tired and fighty and everything was falling apart and I was like I want to go back to England (laughs) good lord uh not often it's not often you hear that (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I suppose not but it was yeah a rude rude awakening and what kind of rude return what kind of state is it in now is it is it still um fuck yeah i mean i'm down here so that's you know that's saying something um the standing water is all gone i pumped all of that out um fairly quickly um your poor lungs though (laughs) i know right it's like the drop ceiling thing is kind of the one that i'm worried about because it's just like crumbly sheetrock everywhere um i haven't it hasn't been too bad but it's you know i'm a little um but yeah it's 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 coming together all right i'm trying to just like keep as positive as possible about the whole thing and just like you know yeah. it is what it is and i don't feel great about it for you yeah i appreciate that like i don't mm. i don't love it let's but like this morning <laughs> during welsh class i was like i'm not gonna participate today i'm just gonna listen i'm gonna play dreamlight valley while <laughs> welsh yeah. class is going and like that was that was a nice sort of relaxing. And you choice. can do that, can you? There's no kind of forced participation. You can no, just no, vibe no, no, it. No. I mean, okay, it's a good. thing we pay for, ungraded, yes. like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. can do what you want. And I, I emailed her, and I was like, I'm just gonna like listen in. I'm probably gonna be like running in and out. Like I had to keep like you know mm. making sure pumps were doing what they're supposed to do and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna like sit back and you know. But I did. I was like sitting there and then they played like a game like that sends you to this thing. Every once in a while, there'll be a, like a matching game or something. And it has like a leaderboard. And I love those. And so like I like <laughs> turned around and I like quickly played the game and I ended up number one on the leaderboard. And everyone yeah. was like, ah, nice, <laughs> like, nice, nice. I can imagine said a word this how whole you time. would enjoy a leaderboard. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that quite clearly. Just coming out of nowhere to beat my class <laughs> in a matching game, then going back to <laughs> Dreamlight Valley. Uh, nice. They were, yeah, it was funny. They were just like, "How did Corrigan beat me?" <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> um, "But yes, 
yeah, so that's that's my life right now. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. just trying to adjust everything back. My sister is here as well. <laughs> she just arrived. Um, there's a lot going on, but I'm doing it. Of course you are, and as are we, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's the we. first Joag of a brand new month, and mm-hmm. I... Like you, I'm delighted to be settling back into our routine, settling back into our groove, and giving you that juicy, fucking, warm, succulent, jack-of-all-graves endorphin hit that I know you've been missing. (laughs) Indeed. You know, it was funny. I can't remember if you showed me this in person or what, but you brought up some... uh, (laughs) You brought up some article that you had seen about podcasts um, yes. And then it was like the banter podcast is over or whatever, uh, <laughs> and you know nobody wants that. They they want like you know your researched <laughs> podcasts or what and, and all those kinds of things. Which I'm like, hey, we're a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B here. Yes, um, we are. But you know, I was like, I we're here and we're bantering and I feel good about it. Um, and another element of that article was just the fact that like most. Most, most, most podcasts don't make it this far. <laughs> it's yeah. Don't it's, have yeah. Good. It's shocking just how not far most podcasts get. Right. Uh, give me a sec. Let me just <laughs> yeah. To see if you can bring up the the numbers on that or whatever. But yeah, by the sheer volume of episodes that we have, this puts us in a you know pretty in, high elite bracket. kind of tier. Yeah, elite yeah, yeah, yeah. Tier of podcasts and the fact that people do sit here and listen to us, you know. Fucking hell, It's an amazing right? thing. Okay, so, let's hear it. Uh, as of 2023, around three or four million podcasts out there right now, right? Mm-hmm. 44%, 44% of these podcasts have less than three episodes. <laughs> That's so wild. You know what I mean? And only 720,000 podcasts have more than 10. Yeah, that's what the crazy. Fuck? There are only three quarters of a million, less than three quarters of a million podcasts. Who have more than 10 episodes. More than 10 episodes. And of that 720,000 podcasts, only 156,000 of them are releasing weekly episodes still. That's what? I I totally missed that part of it. That's wild. That is totally fucked. (laughs) So what I would say... What I would say to anyone feeling disheartened about starting mm. a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and are you going to get lost among the noise? Are you going to just blend into the static? Are you going to fade away? I would say don't start a podcast because we have one <laughs> and you've got a pretty good chance of competing with us. So do me a favor and just forget about it. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Your mother's got cake. I never know where your inspirational <laughs> things are going. <laughs> it's always a left turn. Ah, yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, I think that is just incredible. Um, and mm. so we're glad to be here. We're glad you're here. So um, glad. Yeah, we've got some nice notes and things from people this week too, which is great. So we're just really yep. appreciative of you folks. Yes. Uh, and as such, there is a portion of people who have done the right thing and subscribe to us on our Ko-Fi page. And for them, they receive the opportunity to pick a film for our dear Marco to watch. Oh, should we do that now? 
good or bad, whatever the case may be. All right. He has to watch it. And so we are going to spin the wheel of justice and find out what Mark will be watching this month. Every single movie that our faithful uh, fucking Ko-Fi fam have submitted is right here. Loaded up on the wheel of justice, Corey. You can see this, yes? I can see the wheel. No chicanery, no deceit, no (laughs) sleight of hand, no jiggery-pokery or chicanery Mm, is happening here. Wouldn't dream of it. No, 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 no. And I can see just by scanning this list, there are some absolute bangers that I would love to see. Some less so. (laughs) That's the Wheel of Justice. Uh, So here we go. Be careful what you... Maybe hum a little tune while the Wheel of Justice spins. Corey, go. (laughs) She spins, she spins, she spins. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This time... The Wheel of Justice has spoken. The Wheel of Justice has aimed its finger and it has chosen. Thank you very much, the Latours. <gasps> oh, they're going to be so happy. Yes, indeed. It is Death Drop Gorgeous. Uh, Death Drop Gorgeous is this time. Uh, Marco's Video Rant is going to be coming soon. I can't wait to see that because it's one that you've recommended very highly. Yes. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much indeed for submitting that. I had a lot of fun with that one. I'm looking forward to seeing. Is it gore? Is it gory? Are they kills? As I recall, there's some very surprising gore in that that that. film. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of it. So, Mark will be watching Death Drop Gorgeous this month. Thank you so much to the Latours for pitching Mm. in, doing the right thing. Make sure that uh, you go and you pick a new movie now that that has been chosen. Also, for those of you in the... Great, a great bunch of lads. Yep, that's the one. Top tier of our supporters. Um, We picked up some nice little things for Mark to write you sweet letters, whisper sweet nothings into your mailbox. Yes, Um, indeed. And (laughs) those will be coming to you uh, sometime very soon. Yes, it will. Locked and loaded and ready to post. Yes. Uh, So check your mailbox. Make sure that you... Uh, look out for those because it's coming to you to give you a little bit of spring sunshine yeah. uh, in this much-needed time. And I'll tell you something else that I want to do super quick, right? Mm. We also, we also, on the first mm-hmm. Joe of every month, give a personalized shout-out to our contributors. Uh, so I'm going to do that right now, if that's cool with you, Corey. You've got the oh, names ready to go? Yeah, 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 please. All right, cool. Now, for no Always reason, no, no reason, reason at all. all, no reason, this <laughs> month... On Jack of All Graves, each of our survivor, uh, survivors, our contributors, <laughs> <laughs> each of yeah, our survivors, survivors. I'm going to teach you how to say down with the royal family in a different language. Oh, I love this. Yes, I am. So it's if you, phenomenal. you know, on yours, you can maybe pause it and rewind it, pause mm. it again, rewind and, and really learn how to say this phrase in the language that I have allotted and... to ye. If you want to record yourself saying it and send it oh, to us later on on the Instagram or wherever, we would love to hear you saying it. Nothing would be more fun. <laughs> and hey, I enjoy absolutely mangling the fuck out of a foreign dialect. I love it. There's nothing more fun. <laughs> is Welsh in there? Please tell me Welsh is in there. It is not. <laughs> oh, you could probably t- tell me right now. Go on. Down with the royal have, family in Welsh. I, I have no idea how to say down with the royal family in Welsh. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll work on that this week. Um, okay. So how is Brienne going to uh, give this blessing? 
Okay, uh, Brian, in Spanish, you're going to say, Abajo la familia real. Beautiful. Mm, yeah. Love that. Arboff and Eileen. Uh, en français, in French, she's going to say, Abba la famille royale. It's the same. <laughs> it's pretty it close. It sounds yeah. the same. <laughs> uh, for Canadian boy Ryan. Okay, CBR. In German, you're going to say, Weg mit der Königlichen Familie. Mm, sexy. Thank you. Look forward to hearing that one from you, Ryan. Um, for our pal Stephen Root. Okie doke. Uh, Rootsy, you're going to get Italian. Abbaso la familia real. You, and you have to do I, the little hands. You've got to do Italian hands, yeah? Yeah, obviously. For Rialda. Rialda, hello. Uh, I give to you the Portuguese Forracom familia real. No, sorry. Forracom a familia real. Oh, that's important. You Very don't want to fuck that up. No, 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 no. For Richie. Okay, Richie. Dutch for you, sir. Weg met de koninklijke bollocks. Let me do that again. Weg met de koninklijke familie. Beautiful. Rolls off the tongue. Mm. For James B. Uh, James, my friend. Uh, you get the Russian vniz sis korolevskoy semye. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Our Joffin in chief, Mr. Jerry Oki. Uh, love you, Jerry. And for you, I'm going to murder some Arabic, all right? Oh, um, boy. Nahu alasfal ma alelia al malkia. Yeah, it's kind of pretty. Yeah, good. Down with the royal family. <laughs> for our dear bro, Al. Al, fantastic seeing you the other night, buddy. I give mm -hmm. you the simplified Chinese. Tuifan Wangshi. Nice. Maybe um, Al's wife, Del, can say it to us in her native Irish. I would love that. Oh, she... <laughs> <laughs> um, how about for Richard Lambert? Uh, Richard Lambert, you get the traditional Chinese. Oh. Tuifan Wangshi. It's the same. It's the same. Oh. <laughs> same phonetic... <laughs> Pronunciation seems too cop. It seems like it should just be one. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> um, what about for Kyo Edmondson? Handsome Kyo, uh, sir, I give to you the <laughs> Japanese. Oshitsu oh. Nisagaru. You gave the Japanese guy the Japanese. There you go. Oh, well, there you go. He's gonna know how badly I fucking mangled that. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be on his okay. Duolingo uh. like. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> for Paul. Okay, Paul, uh, enjoy some Korean here, sir. Wangsil Narioa. Do they roll their R's like that in Korean? I'm just curious. No. That's not like a criticism. <laughs> they might. They, yes, they do. in fact, yes, they do. I have it on good authority. All right. All of, Korean, all of our Korean listeners, come on. <laughs> How about Anna Martin? Anna, uh, Vietnamese for you. Do bi gya din huang jia. Okay. Forceful. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Sam Crooks. Uh, Crooksy, sir. Uh, Thai. You're going to hear this in Thai. Lom Lang Khopraku. Fuck. I'm going to do that again. Lom Lang Khopraku Rachat Wang. No. I'm going to get one more run at this. All right. Go ahead. Thai. Lom Lang Khopraku Rachat It's also a tonal language, so who knows what you've actually just said. Fuck. 
I've just insulted all manner of uh, our Thai listener-based there. I apologize. Right. Yikes. Um, for our dear bookseller, Ryan. Okay, our dear bookseller, Ryan. You're going to learn Down With The Royal Family in Indonesian. Hmm. And it sounds thus. Turunkan Kelwarga Kerahan. Oh, I like that. Good. Very nice. How about Colin? Colin, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Turkish for you. Kraliet Alisali Azagi. One more time. Kraliet Alisali Azagi. And to you and yours. To the Latours. The Latours, thank you for the movie choice. And in exchange, you get the Greek Katomiti Vasiliki Oikoginia. Vasiliki, is that a word in there? Vasiliki, yes. That's, I wonder what that, that must mean royal or something. So I knew a girl mm. when I was in middle school who was like the only person who had a longer name than mine. Mm. And her name was Zoe Vasiliki Athanasia Gary Bullard. Oh, nice. And so I'm guessing she was Greek then. Katomiti Vasiliki Oikoginia. Interesting. Okay. Um, for Lee. Uh, Leroy, sir, Swedish. Ned med kunga familien. Please say it as Swedish chefy as you can. Ned med kunga familien. <laughs> oh, you always ace the assignment. For Kevin. Uh, Danish. Ned med kunga familien. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Jason, the Norwegian, Ned Med Kunge Familien. This can't be true. I'm fucking telling you. They're spelt slightly differently, but the... But it's all the same thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, for Emily. Okay, Emily, finish here. Alas Kunin Kalien Perke. Nice. Joe? Joe, uh, down with the monarchy in Polish, sir. Bregdzik Rodzinia Krolewska. Mm, Poetic. Yeah. For Clint. Clint. Hungarian, sir. Li a Kiralie Chaladal. Excellent. Satania. Satania. Oh, wow. Uh, check for you. Doluska. Dolusk. Doluskralovsku Rodinu. Beautiful. Thank you. And I believe that's it. I'm a little concerned that I'm missing someone here, but I think okay. that does it. Okay, for fine. this month. Fine. Uh, Excellent work, Mark. Down with the royal family. No reason. Just okay. wanted to... Just out of the blue. Wherever you are seemed... in the world now, you'll have the tools to be a dissident. <laughs> and that's a thing we like. So yes, if you want your own shout outs, your own mail, your own chance to pick a film that Mark has to suffer through, do the right thing. You Mosey over do. to that Ko-Fi, you drop us a few do. bucks, and uh, you'll get access to all yes. of that. Join join the thrice-blessed, won't you? Yes. Also, hey, book club, by the way, yeah. now on Discord. So instead of worrying about, you know, following all of the socials and Zoom and all that kind of stuff, all the information will henceforth be on our Discord. So check our link tree, check jackofallgraves.com slash book club, wherever mm. to get onto our Discord where we will have all of our information available and we'll hold our meetings 
every third Saturday of the month. Splendid. Splendid. Beautiful. Watch along coming in a couple of weeks too. Yes. Uh, we've got to watch along <laughs> in for May. Fucking, we're back in oh, business. Love it. Yes. Yep. I love Good this shit. podcast and this podcast Same. ecosystem and the community Same. and all of it. Mark, what'd you watch this week? Well, I've, I've, I've suffered through some some <laughs> guff this week. I'm not going to lie. Before I go into that, what did you watch on the plane on the way home? I did not watch it. Well, okay. So a thing that I do mm. is that... Um, like, so I was writing the cold open on the plane cause I had a feeling I was going to be jet lagged and not want to do it before recording. Yeah. Um, and often I will work while I'm on the plane and stuff like that. And I can't yeah. multitask. I can't like listen to music or watch things. But what no, I do can't. is I will put on something that I basically have memorized that's in the flight, uh, like library or whatever. So I believe this time I put on Jurassic Park. Wow. And I put on what else did I put on? We have a T Rex. <laughs> yes. Um, we have I a T Rex. I put. It's absurd. Uh, so I that's put... how he says it. That's literally how he says it. I know, it. and I never noticed it, but now every time I watch it, I am very aware of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember. I put there were like two other things that I put on in the background, so they were just silently playing while I had mm. my loop earbuds in and yes, was yes. writing um but you know it's a nice way to go yes it is yeah uh, what have i seen okay 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 let's go um i am uh, as as you will know i am a i am at the mercy of my whims yes mm, mm-hmm. my limbic system is basically in control at all times sure right uh i am a slave to my impulses and <laughs> uh this week for fucking very Spurious reasons. I, I decided I wanted to watch Robocop 2. Okay. Okay. So I did. Sure. Haven't seen it in quite a while. Uh, wanted to kind of refresh my memory of it. Decide if it was any good or not. Put it on. Not bad. Okay. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Not bad. If it were, if it weren't a sequel to one of the greatest motion pictures of all time, it would score big. It would have an extra star. Um, yeah. As it is, it got three stars. And Beautiful. <laughs> it, a little bit of insight if you haven't seen Robocop 2 in a while within the first 30 seconds uh, a couple of sex workers in stilettos kick the shit out of a guy and rob him and then you remember it's a Frank Miller joint isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean Welp. <laughs> just within 30 goddamn seconds uh, there are some you know Amazonian militant sex workers kicking right. the fuck out of a guy uh, and and then you remember it's Frank Miller. Look, is he, uh, the 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 three kind of OG Robocop films are the the drop off in quality is very sharp amongst mm-hmm. the three of them. You've got Godlike, then you've got Passable, and then you've got Dogshit. Um, and Robocop Two is a, is a halfway house between the tone of the first and the third. It isn't as I violent honestly as don't the even first. know if I've seen the third. Oh, I've seen I've seen it once, and I have no no desire at all to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, it's broader than the first. The satire is broader. Sure. Uh, it, you know, it it's it doesn't have a fucking iota of the 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 gleeful panache of right. Verhoeven's original. It doesn't have the cruelty. It doesn't have the sustained fucking malevolence. Uh, but what it does have is it has it's broader comedy, more ridiculous situations, um, yeah. and yeah, it, it's it's 
it's a RoboCop movie. It's it's a dumb, it's a diluted and dumbed down vision of what RoboCop could be, but sure. it isn't as bad as the third one. There you go. Okay, that's fair. Mm. Yes. Not the worst review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the worst movie. Um, let me see what else. Uh, the boys hadn't seen uh, Quantumania, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So... Yeah, I thought it was very funny that you watched that again. <laughs> I yeah, saw that just, on your letterbox just... and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> The boys hadn't seen it. Laura hadn't seen it, so I went through it. And you know, it, it gets every, it earns every single one of those two and a half stars. It's <laughs> you, you, you feel as though none of the cast were ever in the same room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I one of those yeah. totally CG assembled mm-hmm. movies that lacks yeah. any kind of weight exactly. or yeah. tangible kind of presence to the film. It is. It is. It's like a it's a it's a video game cutscene. It's a two hour cutscene, is what it is. Yeah, I watched that last week. Um, mm. I had not seen it before, um, so Richard and I watched it, and um, yeah, I was like, I think that's my biggest complaint about. It. I was like, largely, I was like, this is it's an Ant Man movie. Like, you know, I don't totally know what's going on here, but mm. it's funny. You know, it's quippy. Mm. Um, you know, there's good moments and fun characters and all that kind of stuff, but the it just looks like shit. and that is really hard to get past that you're just like why Mm. like i think i said at the time that i was like in a world where you have the multi-dimensional movie that is everything everywhere all at once that was made by guys in their bedrooms and looks incredible it's like how do you have a marvel movie that looks this shitty (laughs) yeah Uh, was it was it was it a pandemic movie it feels like a pandemic movie, but yeah, timing-wise, it, does. it doesn't seem like it should be. Hmm. Uh, you know, because they've made other ones that aren't like that. So yeah, they I don't know. It feels very much like it was. Yep. It was made like that. Right? Uh, last but, time I, I mean, see it, it at the same time, it was fun. I will give it that. It vaguely fun, yes. <laughs> Let me see. Um, again, don't know why, but the boys and I watched. Uh, 2012, you know the end of the world movie? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that one a few With John times. Cusack. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just, you know, Netflix scrolling, going through option paralysis, and we settled on that. Um, again, it, it earns every single one of its two and a half stars. Nothing to write home about. It is exactly what you are expecting it to be. The end of the world is... movie with John Cusack. Yeah. I always get 2000, the 2012 and Day After Tomorrow mixed up. Right. Which one is like deeply fuck capitalism? Uh, I want to say that's the day after day tomorrow. After that's tomorrow. the one where weather is the baddie, weather is the evil. Right, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're trapped in like the the fucking business district. Yeah, and it's like all the the like rich people basically are like buying their way onto some craft that's going to get them out of there. And the oh, poor that people... might have been 2012 as well. Actually, that might have been 2012. Yeah, I felt like you know I got I gave it points for yeah, that that yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, this yeah, one yeah, is yeah. deeply like the the bad guys are mm. capitalists. Yeah, it's true. It's um, true. It's true. You know, so it it had a message. Yeah. <laughs> in spite of itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it did. But you know, it's it's nothing to write home about. Two and a half stars. But what I did, again, victim and slave to my impulses. <laughs> uh, I watched Chud. Oh, yeah. That's one Chud. that I see the cover of all the time and have Chud. never watched. 1984's Chud. <laughs> uh, Chud, C-H-U-D, the acronym Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Chud. Uh, right. It, 
indulge me for a second here, right? Okay. 1984 mm-hmm. feels to me as though the year when there was a huge leap forward in the, the, the visual and effect quality of sci-fi and action movies, right? Okay. When it, I look at, and it, it's Ghostbusters, I believe, Sure. That 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 was responsible for that, or Ghostbusters is the one nineteen eighty four movie that I think of as being like a movie from nineteen eighty three doesn't look anything near as good as Ghostbusters does. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Now that doesn't apply to Chud. <laughs> it doesn't apply to Chud. Um, it takes a while to get where it's going. But it is actually super fun. There's some nice okay. gore in there. There's some nice prosthetic gore. There's, you know, they they went out their way to build, you know, a torso full of guts. There's yeah. a good severed head or two. There's a couple of, you know, good kind of um, limbs get ripped off. The creatures, the kind of the chuds themselves. Uh, imagine, uh, imagine Sloth Fratelli from the Goonies. Mm-hmm. With glowing eyes. <laughs> and he's drooling and he'll straight up fucking bite your arm off. That's, nice. that's what, that's a chud. Excellent. And the cast, Corey. Mmm, the cast. The cast of Chud. It's uh, it's like Home Alone 0.5. You've got Daniel Stern in there. Nice. You've got John Hurd in there. Nice. Kevin McAllister's dad, one of the wet bandits. <laughs> uh, this uh, Chud, you can headcanon it as like a Home Alone prequel. I love that. Yes. I'm in. You've got a young John Goodman in a cameo as a cop. He's in it for about, you know, 40 seconds. And nice. he's... Ooh, baby face, he was so chubby. Cute. Yeah, chubby you sent me a little picture top. of it, and I was like, "Oh, he's so precious." Ooh, I just wanted yes. to squeeze his old yeah. cheeks. Uh, you got Michael O'Hare, who then went on uh, to star in Babylon Five. I loved that when I was a kid. I bet you did. I bet <laughs> you did. Uh, Surprise! And that, and it was Chud, you know. Uh, and it was Chud. <laughs> and and it was Chud. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a sequel, you know, to Chud. I did not know that. The strangely titled Bud the Chud. Are you joking? I'm fucking not, you know. I'm not. I'm really not. Bud the Chud. Chud 2. Okay. Is it a comedy? I'm going to have to. Well, I don't know with a title like that. Well, is Chud a comedy? No, no, not okay. at all. It, it's played entirely straight. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm going to watch Bud the Chud this week and I'll report back. Okay, yeah, please do. I'm interested in watching Chud, even though you were kind of middling about it no um, well, it, like i said it takes a time to get where it's going but when it does get yeah. there it's a good laugh i still have to watch that one uh what was that one that you watched right before i came to england that had patrick stewart in it and was you oh, know the yeah, naked yeah. lady space vampires uh yeah, yeah yeah that one fuck what was it called <laughs> it was called remember, but uh, uh fuck what the fuck obviously made a great impression <laughs> listen titles are hard but i do want to i'll just life force the, mate life force yeah i want to watch that i'm i'm in the zone like i think uh you know i have over the course of my month in the mm. uk i went to the cinema many times and obviously we've you talked did? about the the things uh-huh. that we watched watch renfield watched Evil Dead Rise, saw Super Mario, you know, so I've been in the theaters and all that kind of stuff, but being like, um, I didn't really like just sit down and watch a ton of movies. Richard and I watched a couple of them in the evenings here and there, but I also just kept falling asleep, (laughs) so I wasn't making it through many of them. Did you 
watch any uh, Brit TV? Well, I was excited that I could watch Taskmaster as it aired. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I was watching Taskmaster. Um, I watched a little bit of S4C because we <laughs> get that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we don't get uh, access to that here. Although now I have a VPN, so I can probably watch it on my um, computer. But So I wa- got to watch some Welsh television. Um, I'm so fucked up. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, other than that, so Richard and Jen don't watch British television, I found out. So, um, yeah, it's not like it was, like, on in their place or anything like that. I also watched, Mm. uh, it was, like, How to Paint Birds or something like that. It's a show where, like, this, this guy goes around with his wife. Richard knew who this guy was. I don't know who he is. Um, but he just, like, goes around with his wife to different places traveling throughout the U.K., painting birds and it was really nice i quite what, enjoyed like, that pick not paint but putting paint on birds actually not just painting painting. yeah no right no. right 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 right, right. <laughs> painting that pictures be, of birds be a, not painting atrocious yeah okay, no yeah. that would that would not actually be that nice um yeah. eco-terrorist yeah. yeah right <laughs> uh but i did watch that and that was kind of delightful but overall nice. yeah i didn't spend a ton of time in front of the television while i was there no um, why would you yeah, not not really a whole lot of reason to, but um, we did we watched um, a I I think Rich normally has Richard normally has like a rule with himself of not to watch things that are on the sides of buses, but <laughs> decided that it was okay to watch Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, uh, which is like it's a Guy Ritchie movie made for Amazon. Um, oh, wow. with Jason Statham in the lead, his his last name is Fortune in it. Uh, <laughs> and nice. Operation Fortune. Clearly, they're trying to kickstart a franchise here. Um, it's got Aubrey Plaza. It's got uh sold. Yeah, no, trust me no? on this one. This is, I mean, like it, it, she gets to be like hot or whatever, but it's also like the worst role for her, and she doesn't sell it at mm. all. I have, a, I have an opening for a wife now that Katy Perry is... Well, that's a good point. You know, but I don't think this is, this is not what you want to watch Aubrey okay. Plaza in. It'll just kind of... It's like that thing where you get like embarrassed for someone else. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we get that Aubrey Plaza is hot, but like, she doesn't play hot, you know? And in this, she's supposed to be playing hot, and it does not feel like... I see. <laughs> she knows Ooh. how to do that. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> um, and so sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, um, but yeah, it's got Hugh Grant. Um, anyways, lots of people in this movie. It's an eclectic cast. Yeah, but it's a Guy Ritchie movie. So it's like mm. that thing where there's just like a thousand characters in it that like are completely expendable or whatever. But this is like a Guy Ritchie movie if you just turn the volume down on everything. So mm. like I put out partway through this. I was like, there's no like, there's no like gore in this like they kind of pan away from any time someone like gets shot or whatever if there's no blood or anything like that so it has like a very pg-13 feel to it um it's got like you know one of the things about like guy Ritchie movies that you often think of is like the editing both like the like actual editing and like the sound editing in it are usually like very on point in those and it's and this it's like if you just like didn't <laughs> it's like you tried to do that but with like no pacing at all it's so weirdly edited 
um, with just the music just being all wrong in it. It just feels like they are trying to kickstart a sort of Mission Impossible, yeah. Guy Ritchie Mission Impossible, PG-13 for Middle America. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Michigan whose favorite Wait, movie this is. But You and Richard watched that. Yeah. <laughs> huh. We did indeed. He got it into his head. Jen watched this one too, although I think she might have slipped through part of it. Um, but <laughs> he got it in his head like we were going to watch this movie. Um, and it was not good. Uh, I think it was because what we really wanted to watch was something in the dirt, which I've been trying to watch forever. And it feels Mm. like it's never going to be released. Like it was in film festivals like over a year ago. And then it's constant. Like when I was in Tennessee, it was like playing at like a small indie theater. There was like a special one night thing or whatever, but it's just like never come out. Mm. Um, So this is the most recent Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead movie um and i usually like their stuff and so i wanted to watch this and we were having trouble getting a copy that would work finally got one went to watch it and i was really enjoying it but i was so tired i fell asleep through like the vast majority of it so i was like um this is i think this is really good Mm. but i I slept through it so well i'm i'm very excited to see uh guardians of the galaxy 3 this weekend oh yeah definitely go to see that uh yeah, uh, it's 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 my strategy because <laughs> normally within a couple of days of it being released, I would never go and see a Marvel movie because of you know the the human traffic. But mm-hmm. I, I think I might be okay. I think on it Saturday. might be pretty empty. It's no reason, but Saturday it might be no reason. Empty. But I've got good vibes about Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, I'm going to see that Friday with my little sister, mm-hmm. so that should be yeah. fun. I mean, it can't um, fail. It can't fail. Yeah, I mean, my friend Joey, she was saying that, so she um, works for this website, Kind of Funny, um, and so she always gets to see everything early, <laughs> and she was like, it's my least favorite of the Guardians movies, that said, still, it's Guardians, like, how can you go wrong? <laughs> like, uh, how do we go about getting st- stuff sent to us then? How do we go about getting screeners? Um, I, d- I don't know. She's like big time, big time. She's not like us. Not like, you know, <laughs> not just podcast big time. <laughs> Have mm. more than 10 episodes big time. She's like real big time. If you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're a Hollywood and you're listening, we yeah, would, please. we would like that. We would enjoy that. We'd time. love to be in. Thanks. Yep. We'll say <laughs> some shit for your poster. Yeah. We will be, we'll, we'll look favorably upon your movie if you give us right. screenings. <laughs> Um, and I watched a movie yesterday called Hypothermia from 2010 or 2012, depending on cool. if you look at Letterboxd or IMDb. Mm. Um, oh, nice. This stars Michael Rooker. Love uh, him. It is like 72 minutes. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. It was on Freebie, and I was like, I feel like just like what? That's like exactly what I want. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like a, just like an hour long Rooker led mm. horror movie. Let's do that. With credits, that is just over an hour. Right. (laughs) Easy peasy. Um, And it wasn't good, but like, that's fine. Doesn't have to be. Who cares? (laughs) It genuinely. So, you know how like you often say like, like, A, no one sets out to make a bad movie, right? And also that like there is something in 
like just people doing the thing right that they're yeah. you're like good for you you did it yeah completely and that's kind of how i feel about this movie is that like i don't know how they bagged rooker for this <laughs> it must have been like their entire budget i don't maybe he was a family friend i don't know because um, he's big time now isn't he he's big time rooker yeah and this is before he was like big time per se mm. i think i've mentioned this before one of my favorite like so james gunn hosted um a show called scream queens on mtv like yeah I can't remember. I, I feel like I was in college or so. And I so mm. I watched this and it was like looking out for the next like horror scream queen. And they had all these challenges and stuff. And one of my favorite memories from that show was him being like hyping up the guests that they had for the day. Like he's been, he's a horror legend, blah, 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 Michael Rooker. And all these girls having to pretend they had <laughs> any fucking clue mm. who he was. Yeah. Like you could, they were trying so hard to look like excited and all that yeah. stuff, you know? And by the time they do the talking head interviews, they've given them information to say like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. He was yeah. in blah, 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 blah. But like, they clearly had no clue who he primed was. Primed them, they were primed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the surprise definitely fell a little flat, but they were tr- actresses trying to act, so they they did their best. Um, but yeah, so like you know, he has been grinding; he's been around forever, you know. But this isn't like you know he hadn't been in a Guardians yet or anything like that, right? Like twenty ten pre Slither. It was, I think, probably post Slither. Mm. Um, so I want to say that's like two thousand eight ish or so. Yeah, but, that yeah. Lot. Um, so it's like the basic story of this is like, he's out ice fishing or whatever. Um, and he falls through the ice and seems to like, kind of like awaken some form of being that lives under the ice. Um, and that being goes on to like, end up terrorizing him and his family and this other guy and his son who are out there ice fishing as well. Um, and it's like it's the low budget of low budget things where it's like the monster is basically like represented most of the time by just like red water and like movement. Oh, OK. And okay. that's it. And because like, I was going to say that actually sounds quite good. Yeah, it it has potential as an idea. The yeah. script is is bare bones and garbage. It doesn't really it's like weird, unnecessary conflict throughout yeah. it that has nothing to do with the monster. And when you finally do see the monster, it looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Oh, no. And like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 okay. that's not, that's not good. But so it's not a good movie. I do not recommend hypothermia. However, it was one of those ones that at the end of it, I was like, listen, like they were trying to make something. Uh, they didn't overstay their welcome. It's an hour long movie. There's a lot to be um, said for that, as you know. Yeah. They were trying to put something together here and I respect Mm. what they ended up with clearly with a zero dollar budget and just trying to do the thing so yeah don't watch it but props <laughs> know that it exists it's it. out there yeah. hypothermia yes. there it is on freebie if you have nothing else to do i guess some solid watches there from us both i feel yeah right it felt good it felt good yes good now mark what yep. have you got for me this well, week this is just just apropos of nothing right just completely Mm -hmm. just out there uh i thought it would be fun to just fill you in to just talk to you just briefly about Mm -hmm. times when monarchs have died right excellent okay i just thought it might be fun um who knows where thoughts come from they just appear they just come out of uh gas don't they the air Mm -hmm. yeah uh look 
cards on the table, right? Just just be completely fucking clear here. The reason I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy on Saturday is because I need something to take me the fuck away from the coronation, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's a leitmotif of mine. I know that I bang on about how much I hate royalty and the monarch uh, on Joag a lot, but we've had the we've had a double punch. We had the the Queen dying recently, of course, and now even though he's been on, you know on the throne for months, we've got this stupid fucking ostentatious wasteful anachronistic garish horrible fucking ridiculous ceremony on saturday where they're gonna anoint or crown this fucking (laughs) sausage fingered cunt uh you have to by now have noticed because i asked you like a month ago have you noticed some of the like there's like at least a little bit more anti-monarchy sentiment in the mainstream well, yes, than there, there used is. to be. And you said you you said no. By now you have to have seen how much everyone fucking hates this guy. Um. Well, you know, it isn't everyone by any stretch. Well, sure, right, right? yeah. Not everyone, but I think and you've already there got is the usual, a mainstream. You know, fucking red-faced, clotted... <laughs> Reunion fucking flag waving bell ends already queuing up. Yeah. Uh, to see him, hey. <laughs> to see the king. Yeah. Hey? Earlier today, one of our riches posted a video of the guy who says he's the first one to have gotten in line for yeah, yeah, the yeah. coronation next week. And I loved that he, in his talking about this, he was like, you know, a lot of people never get to see a coronation in their lifetime. I'm like, Listen, people are going to get to see another coronation in their lifetime, buddy. 100%. (laughs) It's not going to be long. Uh, So uh, I am checking out of society on Saturday. I am taking a holiday from the world on Saturday. Uh, You'll know know that my spouse, fucking love her, love her to pieces, is very into the whole thing. She loves it. Oh, Oh. she loves it. (laughs) So she's going to be, you know taking the kids against their will to some again offensive uh air quotes party mm-hmm. so uh i'm gonna go watch a movie i'm gonna go out into nature for a few hours beautiful you know what i mean i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna try and go somewhere nice and remote just me and my hate and just enjoy <laughs> it you know <laughs> yes. just take take my hate with me on a little walk mm-hmm and sit down with it and interrogate it and let it consume me and just enjoy it. Just be with, just be alone with my hate for a few hours. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And also I thought, hey, let's, you know, maybe it'll be cathartic for me to talk to you about some ways that royal fucking dickheads have died. Cause, <laughs> I know I'm in. Because uh, there've been lots of them, right? The first recorded evidenced example of a monarchy uh, is going all the way back to uh, 3100 BC. And who was it? It was the Egyptians. Ah, the Egyptians, as we've yes. learned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friends, we played a game this this uh, a couple of days ago called yeah. Timeline that I we highly to, recommend. I, we went uh, to a delightful board game cafe in Oxford yeah. where the white Russians kept coming. And they, <laughs> they come and yeah. give you game and recommendations. You know what, this was deeply funny because you and I, we've done game nights together, but largely I choose the games usually and yes. they're like very much like games that I know I can play. The instructions are, um, yes. you know, easy, all that kind of stuff. So having these games not necessarily be the ones that we chose, 
friends, me and Mark are as dismal as you can possibly imagine yeah. at trying to learn rules to games. And there was like yeah. one that like we were just so tragic at that it was kind of hilarious to me watching us both get like equally frustrated at the concept of this, this game. But mm. one that we were both perfectly fine with, and in fact, Mark, you excelled at, was yeah. Timeline, yeah. in which the entirety of the rules is that everyone gets five cards with historical events on it, and on one mm-hmm. side, the date that it happened is on it, and the other side does not have it. Yeah. You look at, you have the side that does not have the date facing you. You arrange these in a timeline, and uh, if you are wrong about where in the timeline that goes chronologically, yeah. You have to pull another card, and if you are right, you don't, and you want to get rid of your cards. Easy peasy. Yeah. Mark, you are so good at Thank you. reasoning out when educated, a historical event happens. Educated guesses. Basically, all you need to know is all of the shit that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, candlelight. Uh, the system of rolling a dice. Uh, everything. Calendars. Binoculars. Lenses. It's all the Egyptians, mate. The Egyptians, they did the fucking lot. Well, and, and the Chinese, if not the Egyptians. And the Chinese, yes. Chinese yeah. and the Egyptians, smart as fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks as though it was Egypt. Uh, it was an Egyptian example of the of the first recorded and evidenced monarchy. A guy called Nama, the Pharaoh of ancient Egypt, thirty one hundred BC. Anyway, okay. since then, these fucking wankers have, e- have, have you know died and off themselves in plenty of ridiculous hilarious ways and i would like to talk to you about how monarchs have died yes please i just think that might be fun Um, (laughs) i'm in let's do this quite common that a lot of monarchs have eaten themselves to death um it took me a second to realize you didn't mean that literally (laughs) i was like holy fuck (laughs) why have we never talked about that before they're just eating themselves (laughs) I'd love to see oh, Charles could dine out for months on those fucking <laughs> ridiculous malformed hands that he walked around with, couldn't he? But um, King Adolf Frederick of Sweden, right? 1771. Okay. King Adolf Frederick of Sweden uh, died after consuming a meal so rich that it caused him to suffer a fatal fucking bout of indigestion. He ate uh, a meal consisting of lobster, caviar, kippers, sauerkraut and champagne. And Ooh. ate himself to death in 1771. Killed him. Fucking killed it was, him. You know, if I'm going to go out, that's not a bad way to do it. Oh, uh, except know. that, Oof. well, I mean, that's the meal that you'd want to go on. Except that, like, the sauerkraut and champagne into that mm. just sounds like, I just imagine, like, feeling like a hole being burned through your stomach. As just you, gas ooh. city, mate. Gas yeah, pill. just the worst kind yep. of indigestion. Yeah, that I can see how that's fatal. Uh, and not uncommon, King Henry of Burgundy, right? Also King Henry of Castile. Uh, he uh, reigned during the, uh, the the 1200s, so that's the 13th century, yes? Correct, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it is uh, a matter of debate among historians, of course, what the specific nature of his death was, uh, but he fell ill on a military campaign, uh, he was at war against the Kingdom of Navarre, and a lot of historians speculate that he... <laughs> There's a popular legend. The veracity of the legend is, is disputed, of course, sure. but there is a popular legend that suggests that this fucking idiot died uh, after consuming a large amount of eels. <laughs> Lamprey eels. 
uh, at a banquet. <laughs> he fucking loved a lamprey, right? Ew, I've and never thought of a lamprey as something you eat. Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking brilliant. Um, and that's that's the that's the story which I are they to poisonous? Be. Are they like? Or he just oh no, he just too much. he just went in too hard on the lampreys. He oh. didn't know when to stop. I I can see you choking on a lamprey. His eyes were too big for his belly, as my nan would say. Yeah, that's what my dad would say too. Yep. So kings, they monarchs, they eat themselves to death. They, mm. uh, they they just die from fucking doing stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> Charles VIII of France. Yeah, he died uh, in. 1498 made it to the age of 27 and do you know what he did do you know what how he, he died do? accounts differ right but there's a widely accepted theory that he died as a result of banging his head on a door frame while walking backwards <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole was um, he just showing off leading a tour <laughs> what uh, the fuck was he no, walking he, backwards he, he was at a tennis game right he was at a game of tennis where he banged his head, whether on the court or whether on a door frame. I do that a lot. Mm. By the way. I watched I, you bang your yes, head on the top of a bus just the other yes, day. Yes, you did. There's a. <laughs> I'll have to drag this out, but there is a photo which I have of a uh, mind your head sign, which I've snapped in half with my head. <laughs> that exists. Uh, but King Henry the First of Castile hit himself on the head while walking backwards through a door and died. Excellent. Yeah, Nicely done, stuff. sir. That was King Charles. Um, other fucking ridiculous, stupid, fucking idiot monarch death. Dumb ways to die. Oh, beautiful. King Alexander <laughs> of Greece, right? Uh, Alexander I, he died at the age of 27 in October 1920. And again, the historians like to, you know, they like to, they like to dispute the facts. They like to say this, they like mm. to say that. But what is... Incontrovertible fact is he was walking in the royal gardens of his palace, uh, just on the outside of Athens, right on the outskirts of Athens, and he was walking with uh, uh, a uh, a macaque monkey, which was kept okay. by one of the uh, by one of the grounds people, uh, a pet of the <laughs> of the court, and uh, his pet dog and his fiance, and the monkey and the dog got in a fucking fight. And was trying to separate the two animals, King Alexander of Greece was bitten quite badly by the monkey. Oh shit, yeah. Attacked him, attacked him, bit him quite deeply on the leg, on the torso. Ooh, and uh, despite the wounds being cleaned and dressed, they didn't cauterize the wounds. Mm. And that evening, his wounds became infected. He got oh, sepsis from a fucking monkey bite. Nobed. Yeah, monkeys are not pets. No, people. they're not. They it's will not fuck what they're you for. Up. They will fuck you up. They're for stealing your chips in the yeah while you're outside the, eating lunch in the markets of Agrabah. <laughs> in the markets of Agrabah, exactly. Um, torture. I mean, listen, oh. a bit of a sneak preview for our loyal, devoted listeners. You're going to hear a lot more about King Edward II of England from us That's here. That's true. At Jack you are coming up. Uh, but did you ever? glean how king edward ii met his death cory i think i did read something about this but remind me because i i'm well, i don't remember you're gonna you know we know all about how he was deposed by his wife queen isabella yes and her lover mm -hmm. mr yes. roger mortimer 
Yes, indeed. And we know that after being imprisoned at North ha- at Nottingham Castle, he was moved to Barclay Castle in Gloucestershire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, I want to say, 1328. He was humiliated, he was tortured, and all of that abuse culminated in his brutal murder. Many people whom believe that he was killed by having a red-hot poker. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. A red hot poker inserted into his royal anus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leading to his death. Yeah. So it's like they didn't want like external marks yeah. to exactly show who done it and how. Exactly. And they just like cooked him basically on the inside. Cooked him from the inside out. Bruh. Red hot poker up the ass. Ooh, that's got to be like. That's got to be up there on the worst ways to go. Uh, I would rather be bitten by a monkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'll take the sepsis, please. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, there are plenty of royals throughout history who've been executed. Let's take Charles I, for example. Mm. Uh, In 1649, he was tried and convicted of high treason by the British Parliament, which led to his execution by beheading. Um, Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carried out in public, a public beheading in front of a large crowd and many accounts relay the fact that the executioner botched the job, Ooh. missed his first attempt, and ended up e. hacking repeatedly away oh, no. at King Charles's neck before finally managing to sever his head, which he held aloft and threw to the crowd below him. <laughs> That's like, I mean, that seems like a very prideful thing for someone to do who has just <laughs> had yeah, to hey, hack yeah. away at some... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, look what I done! okay bud sure yeah so look uh while the rest of great britain will be glued to their tvs or eating their scones at their (laughs) garden parties with their bunting yeah and their fucking fucking bunting tea and jam tarts and fucking vapes that sounds really nice though not the vapes does it fuck i will be in nature thinking of king adolf frederick of sweden king henry of castile (laughs) Charles VIII, Alexander of Greece, Edward II, Charles I, bitten by monkeys, ass-fucked by red-hot pokers, yeah? (laughs) Bursting with eels and lobster, riddled with sepsis. That's my coronation, a coronation of grim death throughout history. Mm. God save the king. And stay spooky. (laughs) 